attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, thank you for that, Ryan. I'm doing my best, Adam. Oh, thank you. We have another week where Ryan, a.k.a. the unpaid intern, is my co-host for the week. My apologies. No, we miss Adam, but um, just how it all worked with both schedules and such and spring breaks and kids' lives and Adam and I have full-time jobs. We are tag-teaming a couple of these episodes right now, and I decided to bring Ryan back on because he and I just had a wonderful trip to Disney World, as you all have heard about, and I figured now is a time that we should really give you a deep dive into the different sit-down restaurants that we ate at. And so I know Ryan's a big fan of all the sit-down places we went to. For sure. You've been teasing it for a while. And look, I may be the uh, resident unpaid intern on this show, but I've also been really looking forward to hearing the chat (laughs) about the food. (laughs) Yeah, you actually told me, you're like, oh, when are you going to do this one? Like you asked me multiple times, when are you going to do the food review? I was like, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. But you're like, no, let's just do this one now. So Here we are. And who better to give the review than the person who ate the food with me? You. So I'm glad you could be on this. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Good. So we made a list before we got on here to look at how many sit down restaurants we ate at back in January. And the list was seven, which is a little embarrassing. But also it's embarrassing for who? Well, I mean, they're not cheap. I was like, why do we eat at so many places? But also we got some really great sit down reservations. So I figured let's go through the list. I'm going to just kind of pick them at random and I'll let you know what we ate and we can tell you a bit of our review and just we'll talk about the ambiance. We'll talk about whether we think this restaurant is worth booking again or if you could skip it for your next trip. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, why don't we get started and take us all the way to Epcot and we'll start with Mexico Pavilion. We ate dinner at the San Angel Inn. Coming in hot. I like it. I am. I really am. In case you need a refresher, this is the restaurant that's inside the temple when you walk into or the Mayan pyramid kind of looking it seems building. to be modeled after uh, Chichen Itza. Chichen Itza, yeah. It's like a Chichen Itza pyramid. So you go inside, and in the very back, there's the boat ride, the Fiesta Grand Tour, which is so cute. Um, so good. I love that one. And if you've been to Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean, this kind of looks like the equivalent of Blue Bayou, where there's a restaurant in front of the boat ride. And so you kind of get this really great ambiance. Our daughter called it Coco. Like she was like, oh, we're on the set of Coco. I was like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's an animated movie. But I like that you think it's the set of Coco. So we ate there this time. And I think we should just dive in and tell Mm -hmm. them what we experienced. Yeah. First and foremost, I think it should be noted that we kind of lucked out. I know you mentioned this on a previous episode, but we kind of got the coolest seat in the house or one of the coolest seats where we were really on the very edge. Like, I mean, if you're walking into the restaurant, we would be like the furthest table back. But really, you're on the edge of like the restaurant and the The boat ride. The water attraction itself. So we got to sit and have our meal and watch all the boats go by. And then later when we, of course, did that ride again, Ray was like, oh, look, there's our table. Yeah, it was so cute. Yeah, we had a front row seat for that. And we just lucked into that. We didn't ask. And yeah, it just worked out. And it was definitely a a lucky break. But I would tell you, if you are booking this place, ask, say, can we sit up front by where the boats go It'd be worth it for sure. Okay, so we started off by getting the guacamole appetizer that was 13 bucks. I got the tacos de ribeye, which is ribeye. Oh, I hate the word ribeye, but I love this. Ribeye, thinly sliced with a poblano pepper, red onions, bacon, and Monterey Jack cheese served with corn tortillas and plantains topped with crema mexicana and cotija cheese. Oh, my God. This was one of my favorite meals of this entire trip. Um, And that specifically that like build your own taco was so good. It was so flavorful. I was shocked at how delicious it was because you and I have been here before and Mm -hmm. the food's always been just kind of like good, not great. We live in California. We know good Mexican food. This has always been like just fine. Not bad, but fine. This was delicious this time for mm-hmm. me. That was the um, 
tacos de ribeye, it was $30. Well, I ended up having, uh, and also I want to back up, I want to put a pin in the guacamole idea for just a second. Uh, I'm going to back up. I ended up ordering the Camarones a la Diabla, uh, which was like guajillo peppers and garlic sauteed shrimp with roasted potatoes and crispy Brussels sprouts and uh, with some cilantro rice. And I ordered that thinking, this sounds fantastic. I'm into it. And I wasn't worried that it would be enough, but I was just thinking like, is there anything else we could augment this meal with? And that was when I was like, should we do the guacamole? Should What do you yeah. think? And also I looked at the guacamole in the menu and I was initially a little bit weirded out because the guacamole at the San Angelian yeah. comes with topped with mango and pumpkin seeds. And I was like, mango? Yeah, I saw that. Like, what, what is that all about? I saw that too. And I was like, I don't think so. However, when it showed up at the table, I was like, I get it. I see you. I get it. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Because, I mean, this meal I'd ordered was already fantastic on its own. And then throwing that guacamole on top with that little, you know, mango and and the nice crunch of those pumpkin seeds. So good. Easily one of the best meals of our trip. Yeah. I mean. We're, we're starting gonna, strong here, folks. We are starting strong. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> um, the San Angel Inn. So would you say yes? Go make a reservation? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. A hundred percent. Not this, to mention, I ended up getting uh, the the house margarita, which was pretty pretty solid too. Also, your meal was thirty one bucks. Mine was thirty. I don't think that's as terrible for a sit down menu. Um, you, you'll hear some higher prices that we're going to get into, but I think for what this was, that seemed pretty accurate for its price. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So go to San Angel Inn. And, and I will say, uh, the last time we'd been there was on our honeymoon, which I know we've talked about previously, and I had in my head, I was like. I remember doing the tequila tasting, yeah, the tequila flight, and thinking, "Oh, I'll definitely do that again." And then sitting there and seeing the price tag on the menu and realizing, mm-hmm. "Oh, the only reason I got the tequila flight the last time was because it was literally gifted to us via our it wedding." It was. It was a honeymoon gift that we got. Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to do that this time." But if you have the funds to do it, the tequila flight is a lot of fun too. Yeah, it was like seventy five bucks. We did not have that, was wasn't it? it? I thought it was more like 40, but either way, yeah, it's it's, oh, it's not okay. super cheap. All right. So I'm taking us over to the Magic Kingdom. This was actually our first sit-down meal, um, and it's a prefix meal at Be Our Guest Restaurant. So we had lunch there. I think it's important to note that a prefix menu, you know, you're getting your appetizer, your main course, and your dessert. Adult price is $62, and child price is $37. So, Ryan, do you remember what you had as an appetizer? For myself, I got the assorted meats and cheese plate. Uh-huh. And, oh, man, it was it was really solid. I mean, I seem to remember there was, like, some, like, shaved ham and some, like, chorizo, and uh, and there was some really good, I think it was, like, like an aged cheddar or something like that. And, uh, yeah, it was just, yeah, super solid. Like, nothing... Like mind blowing necessarily, but just a super like solid, well sourced, like high quality, you know, little cheese plate. Yeah. I had the French onion soup. It was also really good. I thought it tasted really delicious, but I know the last time I had a good French onion soup was over at the France Pavilion Mm. at the um, sit down restaurant there from a few years ago. I found it to be about equal level as the French mm-hmm. Pavilion. Yeah. When you were done with the French onion soup, you handed it to me. And I took a couple uh, bites, sips. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's soup. Sips. Sips the uh, <laughs> soup? Yeah, I had some sips of soup. Uh, <laughs> and it was really good. I, I I loved it. In fact, I would have had more, but there was a moment I think I was maybe my attention had been turned away and then they took it away. And I was like, oh, I, I would have had more. Oh, uh, no? oh okay. That's fine. But no, it, it was. It was really good. It was good. Um, okay. Do you remember what you had for a main course? I ended up going with the, as it's listed in the menu, the herb salted tenderloin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. It's like pork belly with uh, like vegetables and some candied pecan on top. Oh man, it was, it was good. Like I felt like this particular one, maybe it, it maybe had been cooked for just like a minute too long, hmm. uh, but that didn't really detract from how awesome the meal was. Like it was really, really delicious. There was definitely one of those moments where I could tell you and Ray were kind of having a conversation about whatever you two were talking about. And I was kind of just like lost in my, oh, in my you, meal there. You do that. You get lost in your food quite often. If, if it's will, a good meal. Ryan will go to another planet and we'll look over and be like, oh, he's not here right now. He's, he's incontinent yeah <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> for no, those I, key and peel fans out there <laughs> yeah if you know you know but uh, i definitely had one of those moments with the pork tenderloin I, I highly recommend it oh good well i had the filet mignon i don't frankly remember i remember it being really good i don't remember it being super standout 
It was good. It was good. That's all I can say. I it- remember thinking I was maybe going to get that and then taking a bite of yours because you were you and you weren't yeah. going to eat it all. <laughs> and and taking a bite thinking, this is good. I'm glad I got the pork. Yeah, the pork, I think, was the better route to go. And I got the filet mignon because I was like, look, it's a prefix menu. I'm going to get what I think is the most priciest thing on a regular menu, yeah, which would be the bet. filet mignon. Um, it was still good, but I felt like it tasted like it's kind of coming out of a factory. Like they're making a lot of these because a lot of people are ordering this. Mm. It didn't have any specialty or pizzazz to it. So that's that. Um, Dessert, we had like a kind of chocolate trio. It was really fun. And there's a macaroon. There was a truffle. There was the gray stuff because it's be our guest. Um, Try it. It's delicious. Ray's dessert was the best because she got a tiny chip you know, chip from beer, from Beauty and the Beast and edible paint. And she got to paint on the white That's chocolate right. Yeah, chip. she got to paint her little little chip. And then when she was done, she got to eat it. Yeah, that was really cute. So yeah. I think we should also mention, I should back it up. Be Our Guest Restaurant is, you know, themed after the Beauty and the Beast movie. It is the Beast Castle. There are three different rooms that you can go into. We were seated in the, I think they call it like the Rose Room, not the Rose Room, the like, music box room or something we were seated next to a giant music box yeah of beauty and beast like it was dancing like, like a gallery too like i seem to remember yeah. they really like put an emphasis on the fact that yeah there was a lot of like paintings and art and stuff on the yes. wall which was very cool i mean it was kind of like painted moments from you know the beauty and the beast story i actually really liked the room i thought we yeah. had a great seat and i really liked it they also had the main room which is the ballroom it's exactly like the movie they and have it's the one snow everybody's trying down. to get into if they make reservations there 100 percent. and then they have the west wing with the rose that's you know wilting away mm-hmm. and it's dark and brooding and you can see like the beast's claw marks on the sides and that's cool too the ambiance is great my question to you, Ryan, was this worth $62 per person? I think if you are in a family setting and you are going with kids and you want to have a nice sort of relaxing sit-down restaurant experience, it's very cool to do once. Am I itching to go back there and do it again? Not necessarily. No. I agree. I think it's a once every 10 years type sure. of place. I probably would even say if you're not a fan of... Beauty and the Beast, if you do, if this does not matter to you, skip it. Mm. If you love Beauty and the Beast, do this once every 10 years. Yeah. And I love it. That's my favorite princess right there, Belle. But I still don't need to go there every time. And I think it's cool. It's not like mind-blowingly cool. And we should also mention the Beast goes through each room yeah. every like 15 or 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, we saw, I think, the Beast twice during the time we were sitting there. and maybe I think we saw him like three times. I mean, it could be. I mean, so that was, that was fun to see. And our, our waiter, he was lovely and yeah very attentive and and uh yeah i mean the food was good for sure but i i don't think it hit the same mark as the san angel inn did agreed yeah okay so i guess that's gonna be our standard going from here on out (laughs) was it as good as the mexico pavilion yep nope (laughs) um okay going into hollywood studios Let's talk about the 50s Primetime Cafe. Now, the theme of 50s Primetime is pretty much in its name. It's really cute and kitschy. You walk in. They have all of these waiters and waitresses. The waitresses are named Flo. And they will kind of like razz you while you're eating in this very like mom's kitchen kind of vibe. So um, picture like 1950s, leave it to beavers on TV. You have those like old TVs like stationed next to the kitchen tables. All of the food is very much like meatloaf and fried chicken type of stuff. Made me think of that scene in Back to the Future when Marty McFly ends up at the... The diner? No, not not even the diner, but oh. uh, his mom's... His mom's house. House. Yes. Like, when they're having dinner at his mom's house. Yeah, and they've yeah. got the TV, and he's like, oh, I've seen this one. And they're like, what do you mean you've seen this? It's brand new. It's brand new, new. yes. Yeah. Like, totally. I, I kind of felt like I was sitting at that dinner table. <laughs> I felt like I was on the set of Pleasantville. Remember that sure. movie? Sure, oh, yeah. That's what it feels like. So it's really cute. It's it's adorable. And it they've really got, is. like, cool, um, like, tchotchkes kind of up in the rafters and stuff. So it's fun. I don't think I'd been there since I was a kid. And what I ordered was the Caesar salad with chicken. It was 17 bucks. Great price for that kind of stuff. Do you remember what you got? Yeah, I I kind of scoured the menu because there are a lot of options and I kind of went back and forth. But 
our our waiter in particular had mentioned the fried chicken and how good it was. And I was like, you know what? I'm in a mood that fried chicken actually sounds pretty darn good right now. So I ended up getting Aunt Liz's golden fried chicken, uh, which came with some like mashed potatoes and gravy. And then I remember reading on the on the menu seasonal vegetables and thinking, uh-huh. oh, I wonder what that's going to be. It, it was corn. It was, it was corn. Mashed potatoes and corn with fried chicken. Uh-huh. Nothing spectacular, nothing mind blowing, but also just really good. Like, I think I cleaned that plate. I think you did too. I don't even think you gave me a bite. I don't know if I asked for one, but I don't think you gave me one. Yeah, no, it was solid. Like, it was, there were no frills. There was no, like, look how fancy we are with this meal. It was just, here's some classics done very well. Yeah. So I had a few issues with this place on this particular trip. Uh, When we showed up, you went to Tower of Terror. Right. So you were running a couple minutes late. We were still checking in earlier than our time slot, but they were mad at me that all of our party wasn't there. And I was like, okay, well, let us know. Like, well, you're just going to get pushed to the back of the waiting list. Mm -hmm. So we had to wait like an additional 30 minutes past the time that we had you you arrived. Yeah, I, think I do. Was, I do remember getting your text saying they're they're holding us up and and me running from Tower of Terror to the the diner and even I still think didn't. our reservation was at one o'clock and you got there at one o'clock, but we happened to get there at twelve fifty. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to just be a good patron and check in early, and they were mad that you weren't there. And I at first thought it was like part of their bit, and it wasn't. <laughs> Because it's kind of their thing. On brand. I like it. Oh, you're mad at me. Ooh, I can't wait to see what you're going to say when I sit down. Yeah, no. Um, They were just purely mad at me. And then we had to wait another 30 minutes after you arrived for them to seat us. So I was annoyed by that. And our waiter was incredible. That guy said he'd worked there since 1992. He was awesome. He was really kind. Ray was kind of not in a mood to be, like, messed with. So he sensed that and didn't give us, Yeah, Ray was definitely, like, ready to go have a quiet moment for she was ready to go back to the hotel for sure but um the food to me was kind of subpar for what i got i know i got a caesar salad so look it is what it is you can only judge that so far but for me i'm gonna skip this one i don't have any desire to go back again anytime soon okay that's fair i will say if you're in the mood for some quality fried chicken though man Here's what I will also say. This is something new. I don't know what it's called, but they have a new lounge that's right in front of that's there right. where we sat for 30 whole minutes. We could have gotten a drink. And you know, I was only in there for a minute and I was like, this place is cool. I want to spend some time here. I think it would look cooler than the actual restaurant. So maybe frankly, I think you should just go in, order a drink, sit down. They have like the same cool like setup with the movies playing and the mm-hmm. little tiny TVs and stuff. So you'll still get that same vibe. But skip the meal. Yeah, it was very cool. I will say also while we were there, I did get a uh, a cocktail and I did get a kick out of the fact that uh, on the menu it's listed as from dad's liquor cabinet. Mm. <laughs> Just good branding. I That's love all. that. Okay. So we're saying more or less skip it on Primetime Cafe. I mean, it's good. If you don't make it there, it's not going to ruin your vacation. Okay. Let's go to another one. Oh, man. Another prefix menu that we did. This is a breakfast that we did. Topolino's Terrace at the Riviera Resort. So this is a prefix menu of $42 per adult and $27 per child. Is it a prefix or is it a a pricks fixie? A pricks fixie. That's what you always say to me. That's what I am forever calling it. (sighs) This is what it's like. The minute you became a dad, it just got way worse. No, I only had a kid so I could legitimately make dad jokes. I know. I know. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard to be me. Well, first off, Topolino's Terrace is on the top floor of the Riviera Resort. It has stunning views. Topolino is um, Italian for mouse, so it's supposed to be Mickey's Terrace, Hmm. uh, which I think is adorable. Which Um, only at Disney can you get away with literally referencing rodents in the name of your restaurant. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Um, Topolino's is a character breakfast. So I want to be clear that 42 per adult, 27 per child is a character meal. And I think that's a really good price for a character meal. Many of them are around that same price tag, if not higher. And we were able to see Daisy, Mickey, Donald, and Minnie Mouse all dressed up in various artist outfits. Mm -hmm. So it was an adorable, like, 
I think that was called A La Art is like kind of their very French Riviera theme. Right. Um, it was so cute. Like Mickey is in this little like painter's smock walking around with his paintbrushes. And Daisy was in a ballerina outfit. Like it was all really about the arts, the yeah. French arts, which I absolutely loved. So they came around and keep in mind, this was January. So a modified character interaction was still occurring. They came around goodness every 10 minutes or less yeah. um they were constantly out for us yeah, and we definitely saw every character that was hanging out there in the time that we spent yeah and i also want to say taking a step back it had a very light california grill vibe to me when we first walked mm-hmm. in because they had all of the wines on the racks behind the hostess seating and the views were incredible you definitely felt like oh this is a place where I get a little more dressed up mm-hmm. to come to. It had a vibe and I was here for, for sure. that vibe. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, just to backtrack for a minute, I mean, that was the first time we'd ever been on that property. Yeah. And I mean, before we even went up to the restaurant itself, we were out in the little courtyard. They had like a giant chess and checkers board you could do sort of oversized games with. And then like a big connect for set up and Ray was all about it. Just like yeah. hanging out. There. Like it's a good place they to bring. cornhole. Yeah. It's a good place for families to, you know, bring their kids. Just kind of, you know, unwind. Play the lawn and, games. Yeah, yeah. Sort of recharge without, you know, being in the park and having all that sort of stimulus. And and it was just kind of a relaxing, like sunny, just bright, cheery vibe out there. And I would love to explore more of that property. Me future. too. We popped into the lounge that's like attached to the lobby. And it looks like it's very much like a Walt, like OG Walt 1920s vibe. They had a really old um, Mickey Mouse. Like it looked like the original Mickey Mouse stuffed animal in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know its story. It probably is like not the original, but oh my gosh, that place looked lovely. Like picture a like super swanky, like library bar kind of vibe Mm -hmm. with Walt Disney touches. It was neat. Yeah, It feels like a good mix of really kind of new and and modern and swanky, but also mixed in with a lot of just classic, the seeds of what make Disney Disney. My quick take was this is the place you stay on a honeymoon or this is a place you stay on like a adult's trip, girlfriend's Mm -hmm. weekend, whatever you're doing. But this is like more on the adult side, but they have those great long games and a stunning pool. And it's a super tall building. So, yeah. So the ambiance at Topolino's Terrace was incredible. And they told us up front when they sat us down, they said – Remember, when you're done with your meal, we want you to go out to our patio terrace area and look at the views, of which we did. And we could see everything. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. You could see all four, like, beacons. Let's not get ahead of ourselves there. Oh, okay. Let's discuss the meal, and then we'll talk about the whole whole Fine, 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 fine. fine. Okay, what'd you eat, Ryan? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What did you eat? Well, I had the wild mushroom scramble because... I wanted to try the vegetarian option. This was a spinach, plant-based eggs, plant-based sausage, tomatoes, and, and all mixed, you know, together. And it was really, really good. I actually was not a big fan of the plant-based sausage. It was just a little too soy-y for me. I feel like plant-based sausage could go either way. I've had some that are like, well, this has a soy riso before and it's great. Yeah. And then some it's like, uh, you can tell they're reaching for something. Yeah. This was in a sausage link style and it just wasn't, it it didn't hit the mark, but all of the rest of the food on this was incredible. Um, So I loved it. I also had a peach bellini. Mm. Mm -hmm. You were a big fan of that. If I remember right. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I ended up getting the, uh, the wood fire butcher's steak. Which came with, uh, you know, on like a bed of polenta with like tomatoes and onions and mushrooms. And oh, man, this was honestly one of the best meals I had had on our trip. Yeah. I, I Again, I had one of those moments. I was kind of I was I'm lost in my steak. Don't talk to me. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was mad that I did not get that. And I did take a bite of yours. You were reluctant to share. I was. <laughs> but I did try it, and it was the thing to get. And that's, like, what I was hoping with the filet mignon. That's, like, oh, this is clearly the highest marked thing on this prefix menu. Mm-hmm. Pricks fixie menu. Yep, yep. Uh, if you will. Uh, I should have gotten that. But I was trying to, you know, pick a healthy hey, vegetarian fair. option. Yep, admirable. Um, it was still, like, yeah, yours was incredible. 
It was. And I will say uh, also along with it, I, I think I got an old fashioned whatever drink I got. They came out with this branded ice cube that was floating in there. Yes, and it had the double R's, Riviera Resorts. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think we sent it to our dear friend, Adam, who yeah. if you're a listener, you know. Uh, he sent it in the moment and he wrote back and was like, oh, my God, I need this right now. Well, well not only that, but he knew exactly where we were yes. just from the, the photo of the ice cube. Which, he did. Know, respect. Of like course. It. Of course he did. Are we that surprised? I think we should also mention that Ray had the best, like, kids menu. She got, like, yeah. a um, French toast. It was Mickey. One was Mickey and one was a mini waffle. And they were, like, little dippers. So they were attached to a stick. I think cake pop here, but with, like, waffles. And she could dip them in a chocolate and a hazelnut and, like, a strawberry sauce and a caramel. Um, So she could dip them in all these different sauces and eat them. And she was a big fan of that. I had some of that strawberry sauce, and it was solid. It was really good. And they also gave us a really good little bread service right before. Mm -hmm. It was, like, um, you know, little pastries and a cute artist tin or something like that. Mm -hmm. So for the food – 10 out of 10 would recommend just the food alone. If you're there for like character interactions were just stellar. They were incredible. They stuck around our table for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. They ta- like didn't talk to us, but they interacted with us. And mm-hmm. even though it's this modified character interaction, they stuck around. They and really did. We would talk to him. I remember having a long conversation with Daisy about her outfit and being like, did you study at the New York Ballet? And she was like nodding All her head it. vigorously. Yep. And I was like, can you strike a pose? And she, of course, obliged. She struck like five different poses. And then we got Ray up kind of next to her with a few feet away to like do the same pose. It was really lovely. All of the characters gave us those same amounts of interaction. Yeah, it really was. And then plus we had a really great waitress at that meal too that had been working there for quite a while. And I remember talking to her and she really was loving her experience at the company as a whole. And then at that place in particular. I think it's also important to mention that it felt very relaxed. Like we were going to mention a few other restaurants where it felt kind of rushed. This was relaxing so we went here on our day off i always recommend a resort day as i call it but like middle of your trip take a day off from going to the theme parks and Mm -hmm. just visit some resorts or go to disney springs or whatever and this is what we did we got up we did a late brunch here and then we went back and had a pool day at animal kingdom lodge and Mm -hmm. it was a really great day yeah and then even though Ray didn't love it, she tolerated it. We took the, uh, what, what do they call it? Skyliner. The Skyliner to the next destination we went to after that. And it was, what a cool thing that they built there with the whole yeah. Skyliner. Yep. Well, lastly, the the views, which you wouldn't let me talk about before, but they are oh, incredible. Well, now that our meal is done, uh-huh. we got to move outside and discuss the... Uh, what did you think of the views? I thought the views are pretty incredible. Like, I feel like going to that property is really great just to get the vibe of it in particular. Going to that restaurant is great because the food and character interactions are so good. And then just the sort of cherry on top is then walking outside at the end of this experience and really getting like a full panoramic view of the Disney property. And like when we worked there back in the day, that was one thing that I kind of always wanted was like I I work here. I know all the parks and the resorts and the properties. I kind of just want to get a feel of the lay of the land in general and and walking out to that terrace at the end of this meal. It was like, oh no, that is exactly what I wanted to see as an employee here back 10 years ago. Yeah. We 12 spent, years ago, you know? Yeah. We spent a solid 20 minutes out there really absorbing all of it. And you could see every beacon. You could see a lot of the resorts. You're really close to Caribbean beach. If you know the landscape, you're next door to Caribbean beach. You can see the Skyliner, but just like, Spending all this time really seeing it all was just icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you said we spent about 20 minutes out there, which is true. We probably would have spent more had it not been for our lovely five-year-old being like, okay, I'm done. What are we uh, What yeah. are we doing next? Yeah. <laughs> um, so would you recommend it? Would you skip it? 1,000% I recommend it. Absolutely. I agree, too. I would do this if you have a kid. I would make the time. The downside is you do have to trek out there. We ended up taking a Lyft or an Uber, I think, over yeah, there. Yeah, it's not it's as not, close as some others. But. It's not as close, but if you can make it work with your schedule, I would make this a priority. For sure. Finagle your way yep. there. It's big, so big good. fan. Okay, let's go to our other character meal. We ate at Tusker House, which is inside Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. 
Husker House we have been to before. We went there a couple of years ago. It's a Prix Fixie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this price is $55 per adult, $36 per kid. So a few dollars more than Topolino's Terrace. And, you know, this is one I was really, really looking forward to going to because when we had gone, it a should be said, ago. pre-pandemic. It was one of the best meals that we'd had, like as far as like character interactions, like, yeah, that's fun. But also just the food there was so fantastic. Yeah. And I remember like when you brought up the idea of us going back there, it was a no brainer. I was like, let's do it. When I asked you, where do you want to go on this trip? You first said Tusker House. So I was like, okay. It used to be buffet style. So you could go up and get whatever you wanted. They had a lot of really unique options. They also had some like safety stuff like mac and cheese and waffles and Mickey waffles and such. But this go around, it was a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, because of COVID protocol, we were there in January. So I think hopefully things have changed a little bit more there, but it was this prefix menu and we were there for lunch. So that's the lunch price. I think it's a little cheaper for breakfast. And we had this kind of lunch bounty platter and it was the only option. So it was a family style meal that all of us shared when we arrived. Taking it a step back, it is a character meal. You are going to get to meet Goofy, Donald, Mickey, and Minnie. I can't, is it Minnie? Or is it just... I think Minnie came around, right? I think it was Minnie. Yeah, it was Minnie. Um, I have to go back and look at the photos. We'll to have sure, to look but... at the photos. <laughs> and and so the character interactions, again, before were, were great. This go around, they would kind of come into your section and a character attendant would call up your table to go interact. And mm. you were, again, a few feet away. I didn't find that to be challenging at all. It was no, really it was great. Fun. And the characters were awesome. The music was constant and a lot of fun i would say we saw the topolino characters maybe a smidge more than we did at at tusker house but i think they were able to spend a little bit more time because there were just generally less people there agreed yeah there was just less less seating that they had to worry about also like just a quick sidebar i kind of liked the covid protocol character interactions during meals a bit better because it's not like oh mickey's at my table now so i I need to stop eating Dude. And take photos. Big fan. I kind of hope they keep it this way, to be honest. Same. Like, maybe you can still hug the characters now when with COVID going, you know, down. But I like that they kind of make a more protocol. As a person who used to work all of these character meals, Mm -hmm. you would just get bombarded by people. And you can't see in those costumes. So you're just like, I don't know who's here. And I can't tell you how many times I would come back after a set and my character attendant would come back and say, you missed table 42. And you're Mm. like, I did. I didn't even notice because you just can't (laughs) see. And like, it's so hard when people are just kind of bum rushing you to take photos. So I liked the fact that they kind of had a more dignified, like, okay, this table's up. Take your photos with Mickey and have an interaction. So it was kind of nice. But the food. So I have to pull up the, the website because the food was a lot. It was before we even get into how much it was, it should be said the food was fantastic. The food was really well prepared. Yes. And very good. Yes. It's all African flavors there at Tusker House. So they bring you this like bounty platter, which I think would have been great if there were five or six of us eating this food. But there were really two of us. We had the two of us and a five-year-old who really only cared about eating Let's the bread. Let's back up. We had the three of us, a five-year-old who eats almost nothing, another adult who eats almost nothing. Hey, (laughs) hey. And then me, who's now feeling guilty because our guy keeps bringing us food and seeing how little of it we're eating. And so uh, trying to make it feel like we're not wasteful, I feel like I had to compensate. And I ate maybe more meat in that meal than I have in, I don't know. A week? Years. (laughs) prior to that and it was all good but there was no possible way that we were going to get through all that food so here's what they brought to our table they brought four different meats they brought moroccan spiced beef a spit roasted herb chicken a cape malay green curry shrimp and a barembe marinated pork so we had 
all four meats on this giant platter on top of the sides that were like these different like rice and um, vegetable dishes. And mac and cheese. He brought us this mac and cheese thinking, oh, you're going to love this. And that was at a moment in time that Ray was not eating any mac and cheese at all. She's kind of dipping her toe into the cheese world again, but she's really like not about cheese. And I'm like, oh, this is so good, but we're not making a dent in this. No. No, we weren't. I mean, yeah, I was full just looking at it. It was so much meat. You guys, it was just a giant platter of meat. And I was like, this is not appealing to me. I wish we could have taken it with to-go boxes because throughout the course of the next few days that we were there, I would have probably finished it. You would have. And for good reason. But, oh, man. So yeah. that that's my main gripe with it is that, like, I wish they could tailor it to size of family per table because I just... I came away, more than anything, just feeling guilty that we wasted that much food. Yeah, there was a table of four sitting next to us that got the same amount. There was a table of eight sitting next to us that got the same amount. Oh, yeah, and they came away finishing the whole thing. That was an amount for eight people, not for really one and a half adults. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty ridiculous. So would you go again? Is it worth it to people, or do you think it's worth skipping? I I think it would be worth it if a if you had a good group as is that could really like eat all of that food or more than that if they were able to sort of restore what it was like pre-covid and it was more just like a buffet i think that's probably the way to go with the tusker house and that's why i loved it so much in the first place yeah i'm not going back again until they have the buffet back i think that's a fair assessment yeah okay i'm with you on that all right well let's go back to our own hotel the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kadani Village. We ate at Sanaa one night. Sanaa is, oh my goodness. I'm Oof. just, it's so great. Can we be there now? Is there a way I we would can like, make that happen? Can we transport right now to Sanaa? So I think we should mention first off, Sanaa has a to-go option. So if you're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge and you can't go sit down there, you can order a lot of their meals to go and take them back to your room, especially with COVID times. That was kind of an option. Mm -hmm. So our first night we got in, uh, we ended up ordering simply the bread service there. And I'd heard this hot tip. It's $20. You get like five different breads. And then you get like nine different um, dipping sauces for these breads. The dream the dream team. I can't pronounce half of these, but I'll give you a couple of them. Like they had this mango chutney. They had a tomato so date jam. Oh, so good. They had a red pepper hummus. Ooh, spicy. An onion culture. I can't tell you what that was, but so good. it was good. A garlic ginger naan. Ooh, big fan. Um, they had, oh, this like garlic pickled jam. Mm. They were all so good. Uh, oh, and I think your favorite, the spicy jalapeno lime pickle. Yeah. Yeah. They were all so good. Look. We ordered this the first night that we were there and thank the Lord we had a mini fridge in our place yeah. because like, even though I think we got through most of the bread, if not all on the first go round, we had a ton of sauces left over and I kept the sauces. And as we would amass, you know, yeah. little bits and pieces of leftovers through our, you know, days in the parks or whatever, we would come back to our hotel room. I still had these sauces waiting for me and I'm a big sauce fan in general. And oh, man. It's worth it for the bread service as it's presented for sure, but just for the sauces. Yeah. So 20 bucks for bread service sounds like a lot, but if you're rolling with like four or five people deep, I would get it. But also know that if you're just two people, you can split this three people. Like you could split this easily as a meal. It was so good. So we got that that first day that we were there, but then a few days later we went back and actually ate dinner there. And I was definitely tempted to order it again because I knew how good it was. It's so good, but I knew that that's all we would eat because that would be it. Um, So we didn't order it the second time. Here's my tip to all of you. If you are looking to book Sanaa, make sure you check when the sun sets and book this at minimum an hour, if not more, before the sun sets so that you can really enjoy the savannah mm-hmm. because that is the crowning jewel of this particular restaurant. You are out in the center of a savanna, getting to see all of these animals who come up literally to the wall, to the windows and look at you. I have pictures of Ray looking unenthused with like these zebras and gazelles behind her, these exotic birds. And she's like, yeah, I saw it, mom. Yeah, yeah um, Dan and I are getting our minds blown because like here are these African animals just like living their lives on the other side of this glass that's like two feet from where we're sitting. Yeah. 
And Ray's like, yeah, I know. You you told me there's animals here. Already. Yeah, I see them, Mom. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently we're raising a 15-year-old already. But um, Look, later in life, she'll look back at those photos and be like, wow, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. So another tip to you, if you go and you are there in the daytime, make sure you ask to be seated up by the windows. I asked, and they said, oh, we have one seat left. So we got it. So, you know, no guarantees. Don't go here exclusively for that reason, because you could be disappointed if that's the only reason you're going. However, the food is also amazing. So I ended up getting the African-inspired birani. It was a shrimp dish that I ordered on top of a bed of rice and seasonal vegetables, and they were all influenced by this African style. So it was so good, incredibly flavorful, very like spicy and citrusy at the same time. I was a big fan of this. It was delicious. And what did you get? So I ended up ordering this thing that I knew I was saying wrong in the moment when I ordered it, and our lovely waiter corrected me. And I was like, that's not at all what I said. I wish I could remember what what his pronunciation was. So I'm going to say it wrong here again. And that's fine. Just know that uh, I'm wrong. But in the menu, it's spelled P-O-T-J-I-E. So I was like, I'll take the pochi inspired. And he's like. Potihe, right? That's how I would say it. Potihe. Potia. He's not the guy that did that that song. That's Gautier. Okay. Well, either way. It was Somebody delicious. I got the know. seafood version. Yeah. That one. Uh, I got the seafood version, which it came with like basically like cilantro vegetables and, and this basmati rice. But it was kind of like a curry situation that it was all thrown together and, and you know, with some like bread on the side. And oh, again, it was it was up there with one of the best meals we had on the trip. Yeah. Between that and, and you know, I know we're holding the bar to uh, Mexico as far as the, the standard that we're. Is the San Angel in um, I, I think I think it's up there. Like they're very, very different categories of meals, but also like, oh, man, I would go back there again in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would say don't skip this one. Go to it. It's worth it, especially if you're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Here's what I'll say. If you're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, it's a must do. It's right there. It's not that hard of a walk to get to. It's over at Kudani Village, which is the the Disney Vacation Club side of Animal Kingdom Lodge. But it's so close. If you You are not. You can walk there in 10 minutes or take the shuttle. Yeah. If you are not staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, this is a journey. So this is one where you, if you want to come and see the animals, you're going to make an afternoon out of it. And I would tell you, like, do this on your resort day. This is a great dinner on your resort day. Mm. Take a bus over to this hotel, walk the grounds of Animal Kingdom Lodge, see all of the animals, then walk over to Kadani Village and eat at Sanaa. You can't go wrong. But this is not something that's like, I'm staying at the Contemporary and I want to do only the theme parks. This will be hard for you to get to. Yeah, it takes a little bit of doing, a little bit of commitment. But, oh, man, is it worth it? Especially if you get, a, a like Dana mentioned, a nice window seat with some views of the animals that are just chilling out there. Like, we were eating this meal and there was like a young zebra that had gotten what we refer to with our dog, Marla, the zoomies. The zoomies. So we're just watching this family of zebras while we're enjoying this amazing meal, this zebra is zooming around with, yeah. you know, her, her mom and dad. And, it was so cute. Oh, it was the best. Oh, so magical. And then we get so these cool, you know, African birds just coming up to the window. And even though Ray is unfazed, you and I are like, this is the coolest thing ever. Can we also mention what we did immediately after? So the sun went down after our meal and we went back to our hotel. But you could have done this at Kadani Village. Hmm. This is something that all of the deluxe resorts will do. But if you, even if you're just visiting and eating at Sanaa, you could go and do this. Yes. They have fire pits right out on the savanna. And for us, we went to Animal Kingdom Lodge, Jumbo House, went out to that fire pit, and they let you roast marshmallows for free. Mm-hmm. So they give you a stick. They give you, I think, up to three marshmallows. Not at once, remember, but you can do I up to three. I our, remember our girl specifically was like, only roast two at once, because if you roast three, that's Olaf. That's Olaf. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, God, with the dad jokes. Branding. Uh, So, yeah. So I remember we went back and did that. And that was also a really fun, like, kind of nightcap for the evening is, like, have a marshmallow on the savanna. So if you're there at Sanaa, the fire pit is right outside of Sanaa. So just another tip. Even if you're not staying there, you could go out and have a marshmallow at the end of the night. Yeah, it was very cool. Book it. Definitely book it. For sure. Worth it. Okay, our very last meal 
sit-down restaurant that I want to talk about is the Sci-Fi Dine-In at Hollywood Studios. Big, big fan. Okay. So if you are not familiar with the Sci-Fi Dine-In, this is the ultimate and awesome, kitschy, like 1950s, 60s vibe Hollywood. It's so great. It's themed like a drive-in. So all of the seats are actually old cars. They look like kind of like a Cadillac 50s car look. Um, there are three different rows, and they will seat your party accordingly. There's also a couple seats in the back that are called the flying saucers. Oh, don't get those. You want a car. And then in front of you is a giant movie screen playing old 50s and 60s movie clips. So you're going to see like Creature from the Black Lagoon and Mouseketeers. All and black and white, super vintage B-movie glory. And they'll play those like commercials, the let's go get something at the lobby, like all those cute little like concession stand commercials. It's adorable. Like, so Brian, you're cool. smiling just as we're talking. I am. About I, it. it was so much fun. And it's themed to look like a movie set. So when you first walk in, you see the backside of the, the movie sets, which I don't know. We live in Hollywood and we've been around a lot of movie sets. So we like that. Also, it should be said that our hostess that brought us into it was like, OK, we're all going back in time now. And anytime Ray yeah. talks about this part of that vacation, she tells people completely matter of fact. Oh, yeah. We went back in time. We went back in time. We went, we went back in time and had a meal. We went back in time to sit in a car and eat a meal. This is the one place of all these restaurants I'm about to mention that Ray ate the most food of our entire trip at Mm -hmm. because she sat by herself. So they sat us ahead of her in the car and she had the choice. She could sit with us or she could sit behind us or in front of us. And she was like, I want to sit behind mom and dad. And I think this is a note for you and I, Ryan, her not having eyes on her while she's eating. She ate more food than when we're like kind of picking at her saying like, don't forget to eat yeah. your vegetables. Good to know. Um, so she ate so much food. It was amazing. It was an incredible vibe. We were in the front row as well. So that was also an added bonus. Very cool. But it's just so much fun. And there were moments that like they were showing. And again, even though they're like black and white vintage sci-fi movies, there were moments that I was like, is this going to scare our kid? Mm -hmm. But I would like look back at her periodically. And at least for her, she was pretty into it. She loved it. She loved it. She still talks about it. She talked about today to me. Like she has brought it up so many times. We got her a big old milkshake that I have an adorable photo of her. Like the milkshake looks bigger than her body. It wasn't, (laughs) but just from the angle. And it was just lovely. This place opened with Hollywood Studios or MGM Studios as it was before. If you're nasty. And it's still like one of the hardest reservations to get because it's that popular. And it's that popular for a reason. Like, it's good food, and it's a really cute environment. I think the cutest environment of any of them that you could find. Definitely the most unique, like, without a doubt. Yes. Um, Let's talk about the food. Do you remember what you got? Yeah, you know what? I ended up ordering, I think it was maybe on special, and I was a little bit on the fence because I was like, is this a little too decadent? And, I mean, we're well into our vacation, And there was that moment. I'm like, look, I'm on vacation. I'm going to get the decadent burger. Who cares? So I got the uh, the drive in barbecue burger, uh, which was like, you know, a burger. But it's also got like on top of the burger patty, you expect uh, a layer of smoked pork, (laughs) uh, some bourbon bacon jam, cheddar, lettuce and barbecue sauce. And as I bit into it, I was like, this is decadent. But also I love it. (laughs) And especially in that setting, you know, in the context of like a vacation where you're just, you know, relaxing. I was like, no, this is this is perfect. Here is the thing that really was the icing on the cake for me for this meal. At this point, like we've had a lot of, you know, delicious beers and cocktails and whatever. Our waiter brought up the fact that they were making vanilla Coke in house. Yeah. And I was like, yes, give me this delicious bacon, bourbon, pork burger. With a vanilla Coke, please. And, oh, man, it was so good. Yes. Well, I got the milkshake there, and I got a dairy-free milkshake. So That's right. I've been pretty much dairy-free for the last half of a year. And so I was like, I'd heard that this was a dairy-free milkshake. I asked and said, what's the option? Because they had, of course, like six different flavors for a regular milkshake. Right. I was like, what are the dairy-free options? Thinking it's going to be vanilla or chocolate. And they're like, any of them. We make them all dairy-free if this is what you want. Mm -hmm. So I ended up ordering an Oreo cookie 
one, and it was exactly like a regular milkshake. It tasted delicious. Mm. Oh, it was so good. I got the Flying Saucer Impossible Burger, which was, of course, a plant-based burger with grilled portobello mushrooms, a cashew mozzarella, garlic tomato aioli, a nut-free pesto lettuce, and a and a tomato. And it was so good. It is the best Impossible Burger I've ever had in my life. I can vouch. You you handed it to me at one point. And I took a bite, and I was like, "That is." Super solid. I'm dreaming of this burger again. It was so good. And uh, truly, as a person who has been going dairy-free, trying to be light on the meat, these kinds of things. So if you're a vegetarian and you're listening, your heart will sing because you will eat this and be like, this just tastes exactly like the regular thing. It really does. And I think that's really cool. Like this place nailed it for a vegetarian option. Mm -hmm. I would say that the one thing people often critique about this place is that the vibe is really great and the food is just like classic burgers and fries. Oh, we also got the onion rings and they were so good. This food, I think, has had a step up since I last ate there. This I feel is like, like that's really, really true. Yeah. Pretty gourmet on the burger front. So I would highly recommend it. It's a hard <laughs> reservation to make. It's one that you have to really like dedicate time to get, but I personally think it's worth it. Yeah, it was really fantastic. Also, there were <laughs> this is a little sidebar, but there was one moment I took Ray needed to go use the bathroom. So I accompanied her and we messed up because after leaving the bathroom, we made our exit and I realized we're not in the sci-fi diner anymore. Oh, cause it's connected to the ABC commissary. So you went to the bathrooms over there or, Oh, you no, just walked the bathrooms into... are the same, but if you take the wrong exit out, you're oh. in a different eatery. So there's an inadvertent pro tip. This is the other tip that nobody's asking for because nobody cares except for us. Our daughter does not love the automatic toilet flushers. Ah, yes. And those are everywhere now because that's the like new technology. But she doesn't like the noise. It's it's a sensory thing. Mm -hmm. And we learned that the only place they have not updated as of January was the um, sci-fi dine-in <laughs> restaurant. That restrooms. is true. They are not updated bathrooms. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking for not updated bathrooms, they got you covered. Um, so skip that's a it. deep cut. Yeah, yeah. So that is that's the stuff you listen to for this podcast. That's the real meat you of heard our it here first, folks. Uh huh. Um, okay, Ryan. So sci-fi dining, skip it or get a reservation. Look, if you can get a reservation, I say go for it. Agreed. Yeah. Fully agree. All right. Well, that concludes our tour of all of our sit down restaurants. We ate a lot of like really good quick service, too. But this was just look. Hey, shout out to the tachos in at Toy Woody's, Story Land. Woody's Lunchbox, the tachos and the um, pop tarts that they had there. So mm -hmm. good. Um, but Ryan, thank you again for joining the podcast and talking through all of these incredible meals. I'm very hungry now. Hey, thank you for having me. And to the listeners, thank you for enduring me. <laughs> uh, well let us know we'll post a few photos of some of the meals that we ate at and please let us know have you eaten at any of these are you planning to eat at any of these do you agree with us did we hit the mark or are you like no I love that restaurant how dare you let us know we would love to hear from you first of all how dare you second of all what gave you the right <laughs> I think I mixed up my office it could be but, but I appreciate it anyway okay good um and yes, you know where to find us if you're looking for a vacation quote. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And thank you again to Ryan. I'm just happy to be here. Oh, well, I'm happy you're here. And also, we can't pay you any money. But thank That's you fine. for editing our episodes. Yeah, it's all out of love. All right. Well, have a good week, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.